You need what? I need that notebook. What? Huh? Well, you know. Did you take notes? Yeah, of course. Oh, I, did. I didn't take any notes at all. I know you didn't. <laughs> it's fine. But but I did what we were like. What you wanted is based on is like I at least got really high, and I listened to the records on my own. So does that count? Because I can't get high during the uh, sessions right now. Oh, they're in the recordings. Right. Because I have to drive. That's fine. Okay. I, I assumed it counts. <laughs> and I'll be totally honest. I didn't listen to them at all until last night. <laughs> so you just like soaked up four albums last I've night? I've heard them all before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. heard them all before. Actually, one of them I had never listened to all the way through before. And I quite Which enjoyed one? it. Uh, the Napalm Death album. Uh, the... the The one with Lee Dorian. Yeah, from Obliteration to... Yeah. No, from... From evolution to obliteration? No, I don't, no, that's not what it's called either. Shit, what's it called? <laughs> I don't remember. We'll look it up. Either way, and I didn't bring my phone or any notes. I wonder if I can look it up. <laughs> Is that I, still going to be recording? Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Fine. Hey, look at that. So, hey, we're... Uh, Welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> High Riff Maneuvers, episode 53... We get high and we talk about records and assorted other bullshit. Did you say episode 53? I think so. I don't know what episode this is. It's I, like, I think it's like seven, but really 35? it's five. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't, maybe, it's, maybe it's eight, but really it's six. All right. Uh, 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 discography. So, so this. Episode, From enslavement to obliteration. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. So this show is about. We give each other some records. You know what I could have done, and I was thinking about it afterwards, is just giving you the record scum. Because they, uh, they, well, they have a different singer on each side, so it could have counted. That, that would have been cheating. And then, like, I only Fun. gave you one band, but you figured out that they had a well, third no, I just, singer. Well, no, I I knew that they did, but then stylistically, it's totally different. Yeah, no. Yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, no, I was just kind of surprised. Like, yeah, why didn't you just give me? But technically, so did Napalm Death. They had three singers. Sure. And like, I had come up with a couple of other ones, but I wasn't sure if we were shooting for like changing singers for the worse or if we were changing singers for the better. Because I definitely thought of some. Or albums. the same. Exodus, for example, has had okay. three singers. Yeah. And I feel like they got awesome with their third singer. Okay. I can't think of his name. He was like the, the metal dude with the but shaved head. He's not the singer for them now because they no. got like the second guy they back. They got the yeah, second yeah, guy yeah. back. Who's who's the best? But the third guy, musically, they changed. They just got better as a band. Well, yeah. Like, well, have you heard their two singles off their newest record that's coming out? No. Dude, it's fucking ripping. Dude, there Dude. Dude. Gary Holt is so angry with, with the guitar. He's like, so good. He's so angry. Remember that time we were gonna go see Exodus in like a week? Yeah, that was gonna be in two weeks. Yeah. Actually from today. It yeah. was gonna be two weeks from today. Yeah. We're not going to see Exodus now. No. Cause it's been there was postponed. another band on the bill too, but I can't remember who it was. Well, but... Testament was the headliner. Oh, that's who they are. Testament was headlining. <laughs> I just want to watch Chuck Billy play air guitar on his half microphone. On the half stand? stand? Yeah. <laughs> so good. Getting in Alex so Skolnick's way while he's trying to solo. Oh, that's <laughs> I amazing. I love it. He's having so much fun. Um. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it got postponed for the second time until May of next year, and I said no, and I just got refunds. <laughs> like, fuck that. I was supposed to go in May of fucking last year, and I'm just, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of these fucking morons that keep getting my concerts canceled. What the fuck is that about? I don't know, dude. There's people that just don't care. Oh, speaking of concerts, do you know what I saw? I just saw it on the Instagram moments before you pulled in. What's that? Cannibal Corpse. Okay. Next year. Where? It's Palladium. With? Who gives a fuck? I'm bringing Baby Girl. <laughs> it's an all-ages venue. She's been asking me for two and a half years, when can I go see Cannibal Corpse? And I always say, well, when they play an all-ages show or when you're 12. When you're 12. Well, because like, 
It's fair. It's no, because a lot of venues, it's either all nice ages. And impressionable. It's either all ages, or it's like twelve, or it's you know what I mean. So, uh, like twelve with like accompanying an adult or whatever, like that. Twelve and sixteen. But yeah. Twelve and sixteen. You're just gonna ruin this kid's life with metal music. It's awesome. Oh no, it's starting now. I know she loves Iron Maiden. Yeah, she saw Slayer. She's going to go see Guar as long as she tests negative. As long as the show happens. And the show. Well, it's that's in like two weeks it's and two days. two days after the Exodus show is supposed to happen. So, like, if it... I mean, if we're all going to be wearing trash bags on our body, I guess it makes it a little safer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not getting up front for that shit. No, no. Well, we're going to have baby girl, so... I know. I'll probably be up in the... Don't lick my pants, dog. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> that wasn't a yes and screaming. <laughs> you you dropped a donut and I couldn't help myself. Ah, uh, I missed donuts. I almost got a donut on the way here, mm. but I forgot my wallet at work last night, <laughs> and I really wanted to turn around and go get it, but I was like three quarters of the way here when I realized it, and I would have been later than I am. So that's all right. Anyway. All right, we can start this? Yeah. All right. Why don't, uh, what did I send you? You sent me... Oh, I remember, yeah. Napalm Death from Enslavement to Obliteration and Harmony Corruption. Yeah. Which is like the big tipping point, I think, in that band stylistically. Because they were doing like DB Grindcore and like, I don't know, just loud noise. Yeah. Which is great. I loved it. It's kind of like the birth of grindcore. Yeah, and you know what? I I never really listened to enslavement to obliteration all the way through before. I've never even absorbed it really. Yeah, because I started with Barney. Okay, and I always went from it there. Just stayed with, like I yeah. heard. Well, it's where the bulk of their output. You know. Well, there's there's death by manipulation, which is like an. EP, I guess. It's kind of like Scum. So, like, the first side... Oh, okay. It's got Lee Dorian. Lee Dorian. And then and the then second side is Barney. Okay. Which is awesome. And I had that tape when I was a kid, but I didn't understand it. Like, what was going on vocally. Right. I think I was, like, 13 or something. But, uh... The major... Yes. Stylistic tipping point was, like, right there. And I never... Like, I like Cathedral. Just oh, the, fine. Like the they're doom, pretty, the yeah. doom stuff. Lee yeah, Dorian's yeah, 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 like yeah. Sabbathy stuff. That's drastically different. Drastically different. But listening to Enslavement, there's definitely parts on there where he's not just yeah, like that first song that goes on and on, which I think is fantastic. It's a it's a great tune. Um, I couldn't tell you the names of any of the songs. I was listening to it all last night while I was like 58 bong hit deep. <laughs> wow. And then... Uh, Impressive. It's it's kind of long for what it is. And oh, it's, only, it's like a half hour. Yeah, but it's got like 102 songs on it's it. It's got like 30. <laughs> <laughs> it's still really good. I quite enjoyed it. But then uh, I... You know, I, I didn't even have to listen to Harmony Corruption all the way through because I listened to it so fucking much when I was like 14, 15 years old and loved it. And I especially like go back to there's a song on it that has Glenn Menton from Deicide and it has, I can't remember his name, but the singer of Obituary and they're all in uh, Silence, Unfit Earth. That's the name of the song. It's, I think it's towards the end. I don't know if you're familiar with that song, but those two dudes sing like parts in that song, and it's fucking cool. That, right on. That's that's my thing. They turned more metal. They definitely got more metal. Yeah, a little more groovy. A little groovier. Um, really, not that much of like what was before. Like none of like the you can hear what they're playing all the time. Well, and I think part of that too. The, kind of goes to like the production value though like by the time harmony corruption came out like i think they got signed by then well they were signed from like enslavement to obliteration came out on earache and it? so did scum yeah scum came out on earache but scum was out before and then it got re-released 
No, it was like the first half. They were both. Oh, you're right. It was like right. a demo, yeah. or whatever. And then, and then uh, they whatever. So yeah, um, but that's less of what I'm talking about because back then. Whether you were signed or you were doing a demo, most studios didn't know how to record that kind of music. Yeah. Which is why, like, it comes out even on a label in a proper studio with sound engineers. It's really harsh to listen to sometimes. <laughs> I I personally like the grimy, oh, more track-sounding well, shit. That kind of came to be part of the sound. Yeah. To a certain extent, you know what I mean? Um so yeah, so then, but uh, so more to what we uh, said so by by the time Harmony Corruption came out, uh, studios and producers they had a better handle on how to record super down tuned, super distorted, super loud noise. You know what I mean? They had a better understanding of how to better capture that. Are you familiar with the Death by Manipulation record? No, movie? not really. The last song on it is called Harmony Corruption. Okay. And it is not anything to do with that with album. With the album, yeah. No, it's kind of like the beginning of uh, Enslavement. It's like this long, oh, okay. slow... It's instrumental, though. And it's yeah. like synthesizers with like breathing. It's creepy. It sounds like something that would be in like... Somebody in like a Jason movie. Like, oh, from okay. the point of view, stop right, 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 kind right, of right, music. Right. It's, okay. it's pretty interesting. Huh. But anyway... I've used it for intros for gigs before. Oh, that's cool. But that is a little fact that I didn't know if you knew or not. I do not. Because you're this metal know-it-all. I am not. <laughs> I am not. I am not. But anyway. Anyway. I, I actually really liked Enslavement more than Harmony Corruption. Yeah. I just liked the griminess, the rawness, like, uh, what what's his name, the drummer at the time? Like, you just fucking... I think it was... Um, Mick McHarris? Yeah, McHarris. Mickey yeah. Harris. And he just fucking slays on the yeah. whole thing. Well, he's like one of the original. Yeah. I watched that documentary like, again the other night. Oh, gr- the Grindcore one? The grind. Yeah. It's so good. If it you is. haven't watched it, watch it five times. <laughs> I've watched it like three times. I'm going to say I've watched it more than five times okay. at this point. Maybe eight. And I'm probably going to watch it a few more times because I love it. Did you give it back to me? I gave you the DVD back, but okay. it's on YouTube. I know YouTube, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just keep watching it every time it pops up. Yeah, it's fine. Thank you. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Glad it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> well, that's a good documentary that you can like rewatch. It is. It, there's, there's plenty of documentaries that you should not watch more than once. Like what? I don't know, like any of the conspiracy theory ones. Oh, sure. <laughs> Those are just like pure like car crash interest like what's going on yeah like wa- watch like half watch it once and then yeah and exactly then, and then move on like i've got a half an hour to kill before i have to be somewhere else way more important than watching this documentary Let, let's see why these people say the moon is hollow oh i got it. or or whatever <laughs> but yes that is that is my opinion on the so same you, pump. you enjoyed uh, from enslavement more than harmony corruption. I did because I guess yeah. I'm less into metal, like sound as much as like than I like grindier, noisier shit. Like yeah, I just yeah, like yeah. lo-fi, awful sounding, uncomfortable music. Noise. Yes, I, no, I like cool. the white noise. It's soothing to me when I'm in a bad mood. Excellent. So it was tough for me to listen to these records because I haven't been in the worst mood. Lately, so I have to put myself there, which sucks. No, you see, that's the thing. I had a really bad day a few days ago and I left work, which never happens. Oh, I, I was having a panic attack at work and I said, Hey, John, I, I want to go home. And he was like, You should go home, I'll see you tomorrow. Wow, thank you, John. You're a sweet boy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so uh, this is clipping. And then, what was the other one I gave you? Well, it was you, you go next. You go next. Well, and mine's like, going to just be a sandwich because I'm just talking about one band. And that's fine. Go nuts. Because I have right. a lot to say. You do? <laughs> oh, yeah. About Anthrax? No, about Cannibal Corpse. About Cannibal Corpse? Yeah. Okay. It might not uh, be that much, but... Uh, okay. Anyway. Anyway. Go on. I, I, I want to hear what you have to say about the Anthrax. All right, so... 
So Scrimmy sent me uh, Persistence of Time and The Sound of White Noise. And uh, they're both really long, and I apologize. Yeah. Well, I have The Persistence of Time. And uh, I had actually, I guess I had never listened to Sound of White Noise. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> and uh, it makes me very hesitant to listen to any other John Bush anthrax album. Really? Yeah. Okay. So uh, so that's, and then I was waiting because we were supposed to do two bands and then two albums from each. And Scrimmy never sent me another Bobby's band. Bobby's playing footies with me right now. Oh, no, it's a dog. Yeah, no, the dog's licking my feet. Uh I was like, that's kind of cute. (laughs) (laughs) So then, yeah, you didn't send me any other band, so I was like, well, fine, I'll just do it. I had a bunch, but I listened to a bunch of them, and I'm like, stylistically, they're not that different. Like, they're just kind of a little better, and it doesn't matter, because I wanted wanted the style change. Oh, all right. I wasn't necessarily going for that because I was just going for I could have singers. I could have done different singers all day, but yeah, it was yeah, yeah. stylistic change. Like right. what the because like you could put Van Halen on, and I mean, I guess <laughs> they got lamer. Yeah, I think, but they still Eddie sound like lamer. Van Halen. Yeah, I think Eddie's writing got lamer. Well, he wasn't the writer. It was it was Sammy. Oh, is he was that writing what all the the pop songs? Well, all right. So there you go. Yeah. That's your problem. Anyway, anyway, we're not talking about VH. No. So yeah. So then I just went and I was like, I listened to Spreading the Disease and uh, uh, Fistful of Metal. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually, so it turns out, like I have, like I digitally I bought Spreading the Disease, like almost all of the. Uh, Joey Belladonna. The, the Belladonna. Yeah, and I think uh, Belladonna is probably my favorite Anthrax singer. I think he I represents know. the band the best. Uh, but, okay, so here we go. Uh, Fistful of Metal was uh, their full-length debut, and they had Neil Turbin as their singer. Yep. And that album is just like a fucking... Uh, almost... Almost a copy of that new wave of British heavy metal. You know what I mean? Same thing. It, it's Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Sound, Venom. Saxon. And not so much. Venom was like pretty harsh. Venom is, is usually considered part of the uh, first wave of black metal. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, their production value was shit. <laughs> I fucking love Fistful of Metal. I listen to the fuck out of Fistful that of Metal is a great fucking album. No, it's still great. Like I think it holds up if you're into that. Um, as I I call it metal with a hard. It is metal with a hard T. Yes. You know, it's metal. Yes, and uh, you get like the album fucking art. You know, all of it. It's uh, it's metal. <laughs> it is metal. And uh, that's the one. Doesn't that that one has uh Dan Lick. Or whatever the fuck his I, name I, is. I believe Dan Loker played on yeah. it, but Frankie Bello is in the photo on the back cover. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh so and and so his vote Neil Turbin's vocals fit the music on that record. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a well put together fucking band. You know what I mean? I agree. And it sounds good, the production's good. That's a great fucking album. Mm-hmm. I, I actually like Neil Turbin. On that record, better than Joey Belladonna. Like I would have liked to hear what they would have sounded like. I don't think they could have gone as far as Persistence of Time with Neil Turbin, but I bet you they could have gotten through like State of Euphoria. Oof. With with Neil Turbin. I don't know. No, I don't know. Spreading the disease, at least. And I, I want to say yeah, that he so plays on armed. And, he sings on armed and dangerous too, doesn't he? I, I read that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or that he might have done like one or two. It. Yeah, might have been like a split. I'm not sure. Um. So then, so then you go to spreading the disease, and that's the first album full length with uh, Joey Belladonna, and you can tell they're not. Uh, they still have like a foot in that metal. Sure. You know, the songwriting wise, songwriting wise, musically, it's they're they're starting to stray away from it. But they're still pretty fucking heavy metal and not like they're starting to go towards thrash, but they're not really there yet. Thrash, but they still like snippets of like they're they're getting a little groovy in like a metal way. They're still like the just like that 
traditional heavy metal in there and uh you can hear belladonna when he tries to stretch his voice a few times and it's like yeah that's a neil turban that's a neil turban vocal range not not a belladonna not a belladonna range and then of course i mean i know this is we're not supposed but uh uh was the album after that among the living among the living which in my opinion uh, that's just where they hit their stride. I agree. Uh, with Belladonna and Anthrax. So, but like spreading the disease is still a really good record. There's some fucking, there's some bangers on it, man. Some bangers. Uh, it's yeah. Like Madhouse on it, right? Yeah, it's a Madhouse. I love that. I love that whammy bar guitar part. There. Wow, 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 wow. Love it. I just want throughout like the whole. Song. I want a Floyd wow, Rose wow, guitar wow, wow, just wow, wow. so I can do that for fun. <laughs> yeah, didn't you get an HM2 pedal just so you could play one riff for fun? I got rid of my metal zone. I oh, sold, did you? I sold it to uh, my buddy Hickman over the summer because right on. I turned it on once and I was like, I don't need to sound like entombed. <laughs> as um, much as cool as that is. So it's kind of weird where the like yeah they they changed singers they started changing musically like the direction. They didn't totally get it there with uh, spreading the disease like on the next record, but I think it was like a, it's a good stop. It's not like a throwaway record. Not at all. You know what I mean? It's like a really, it's fucking awesome. It's a good new like starting point, I guess, for the, yeah. the band. It's, it's almost like a second debut. Yes. Because musically they changed and they got a new singer. They got better as a band. That fits with the, with the new music. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. All right, and then so then on to the ones that you actually sent me: "Persistence of Time" and "The Sound of White Noise." "Persistence of Time," uh, uh, to me, it, I don't know, it kind of getting, it's fine, yeah, it kind of, it feels a little stagnant. It's it's really um, flat. It's not like. it's not much different from State of Euphoria. It's just kind really well. I mean, like. I don't know. State of Euphoria seems like they were well. That record, I guess they all hate it because they just kind of really phoned it in. And I, I like that record. Oh, uh, but it, I kind of not a lot of trying is what apparently they were like. We don't like that record because we didn't really we hammered it out really quick, and we phoned it in. Like that's why there's covers on it. So and, like, and it's short. Uh persistence of time. It just kind of seems almost. Like, to me, like, they phoned it in. Like, it's kind of a continuing, like, just like a, I don't know. It's, like, to me, it's like they they wanted to do something different, but they weren't sure what. Mm-hmm. And so, but they, and then they put out person, which, and it's not a bad record. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I could, I'd rather listen to spreading the disease or among the living or i feel like at you know that I mean? point in time that was the record it sounded to me like they spent the most time on okay because it's very tight like in the studio yeah the, yeah all right they like took their time to make it solid okay um you can tell that scotty and plays all the fucking guitar on yeah, yeah, yeah except yeah. for the solos which is old danny spitz uh, yeah it's typical but like and like I said, it's not a bad like I enjoy the record. It's just I don't know, it's not like uh It's kinda of boring. Yeah, exactly. It's just kinda of like it kind of sounds the same meh. all the way through. I yeah, mean it's stagnant. It's, there's a couple you know what's what is it? Uh there's two songs that were there was live versions of them on the uh the uh, Attack of the Killer Bees E P and both live versions uh was Keep It in the Family. Yeah. And I can't remember the other one. Either way, those live versions are better than the album versions. In my right. opinion. They're faster. But anyway. Uh, time. What was I going to say? Uh, Robbie yeah, takes right. notes. Anyway, so then a few years later, they released The Sound of White Noise with John Bush. Yeah. Change the singer. Yeah, from uh, Armored Saint. Armored Saint. Yeah. So I don't know much about Armored Saint. They're awesome. Once in a while, they pop up on uh, like a Spotify. It's like Judas whatever. Priest light. And here's the thing, man. The riffs of Armored Saint, I, it's like it'll pop up, be like, oh, that sounds pretty good, blah, blah, blah. And then the vocals come on. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to skip this song. 
And oh, I like John Bush. Yeah, a lot of people do. And here's the thing: I'm not going to say he's a bad. Like he's a great singer. He's got pretty good range. He got offered to sing for Metallica, and he turned it down. Why? Why would James Hetfield not? Sing? It was. It was like right before Kill 'Em All because they were still trying to figure out what to do, and James Hetfield wasn't much of a singer. Okay. Back then, so they tried to get John Bush to be the singer. And he turned it down because he was more into doing his armor thing thing. Yeah, well, can you imagine? No, I'm glad that happened. <laughs> I agree, but it would be so weird. Jesus. Anyway, and so here's the thing: like, I'm not against, like, I'm not trashing John Bush. I just don't like his vocals. That you know what I mean? I can recognize that he's a he's a great singer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, and he does have really good like vocal range and whatever else. I just don't really like it. I saw them with him singing in 99. Yeah. It was Slipknot oh God. at the Avalon. Uh. It was like first record, Slipknot. It was Slipknot, Anthrax, Biohazard, and I want to say Mindless Self-Indulgence opening. Oh, my God. And it was a fucking wonderful show, and Anthrax played like a half an hour set, and they... No lead guitar player, just the four. Oh, okay. And they fucking slayed. They opened up with Among the Living, and yeah. John Bush came out, and he annihilated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were so fucking good. And, uh, yeah, I have to say, it was significantly more enjoyable than me seeing the Joey Belladonna version. And I've seen Joey Belladonna solo. Oh, yeah? At the bomb shelter. Oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played drums and sang. Oh, really? Yeah. And they just played like Black Sabbath covers and like a couple of anthrax songs. (laughs) And he talked, he got on the mic and talked about smoking weed. And so we invited him to smoke weed with us after the set because he was hanging out. And he was really cool. Cool. He was a nice dude. So, more importantly, though, is uh, musically, they, in my opinion, I don't want to say drastically change. It's drastic, but it's they change. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still there's still like some decent riffs here and there. When that came out, it made sense. I think I want to say it was ninety three, ninety four, ninety four. It came out ninety four, and again, so uh, it's not as bad as the uh, Motley Crue self titled album <laughs> in ninety four. Not nearly but it's as just bad. As long, it's not nearly as bad, but. A lot of similar things are going on where it's like it almost seems like like blatant ripoffs of like Alice in Chains and Soundgarden from time to time. Sure. In the like in the music. And then also like John Bush is doing kind of a grungy voice thing from time to time. And it's like I he definitely he, took the he had a departure from what he was doing in Armored Saint. He all yeah he do the high screams and shit. And he's not doing that anymore. No, he he like like he went more of like a uh, Lane Staley from time to time. A little bit, you know, yeah, like, totally. Rah, rah, rah. And it's like, oh, whoa, what? This is fuck it. This is supposed to be Anthrax. There's some good. There's some bangers on that record. It's not terrible. It's not a terrible record. Like I said, there is some like decent riffs like throughout it. Like there's like Scotty and still writing some good riffs. It's just John Bush's voice over it. I'm like, yeah, no. I just know. I think it works with the style change. All the John Bush records with Anthrax sound like different bands. Okay. Because they got rid of Danny Spitz after the lead, guitarist. The lead guitar player. Yeah. Not that I don't think he had much to do with the writing, but they were trying to like capture some kind of like regaining their commercial success that they had in like the late eighties, like getting a little big. They were playing Oh yeah, small arenas and yeah, shit, yeah, 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 yeah. and then trying to like keep that going with like a '90s sound, but still trying to be a little metal. They were still on Headbangers Ball, and right, right, right. Yeah, no, it just yeah. So I don't know. So it wasn't Blind Melon? <laughs> were they really? <laughs> they totally were on Headbangers Ball. Yeah, it's stupid. That makes no sense. <laughs> anyway, so uh, like. I say three out of these four records are fucking awesome. Well, no, Persistence of Time isn't awesome. It's fine, but it's fine. Yeah, The Sound of White Noise is uh, for most people fine. 
for other people, they probably really enjoy it. I know but, a lot of people that say that that's their best album. Yeah, like for me, I'm just not a fan of John Bush. I, I think it comes down to that. But I also, if Scott Ian, like I said, was he doing a lot of the writing on that? Do you know? He wrote the music for it. Right, right, right. But I believe that was the point where he stopped writing all the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because John Bush right. was a songwriter. So, like, I can't see, uh, like, Joey Belladonna doing that record. No. You know what I mean? So, like, if Scott Ian is looking to change, I get why you would get why you would move on and get a different vocalist. Um, so, yeah. I can't remember. I think they fired Joey, but he was already kind of like had a foot out the door because he wanted to do more of like a... The art, I remember reading an article right after he left and he had had a... He already had another band like ready to roll just called Belladonna. Okay. And he was saying he was less interested in playing metal anyway so he was doing more of like a journey thing was what it was kind of like a prog rock not prog rock as much as like like oh like a little bit grimier than bon jovi if you can call it that like i don't know like 70s pop metal or something oh like pop hard rock i guess yeah okay 70s pop rock like like think more like Dokken. yeah okay I guess I, I I consider Dawkins a little terrible. bit heavier than Bon Jovi. Yeah, <laughs> and for some reason that I think they have a, they're a little more respectable. I agree. Like Dawkins is more respectable than Bon Jovi in a sense. <laughs> the, the, I'll I'll never voluntarily listen to either. Dawkins is playing in Laconia coming up, and guess who's opening up for Dawkins? Uh, George Lynch is opening for Dawkins. Yeah. Weird. It's so fucking stupid. And I guess the encore, which is planned, is George Lynch and Don Dawkins are going to play acoustic together. So it's like a third set. So it's so like, why is this happening like this? Like that second, their guitar player is like, gotta go on after George Lynch plays. Knowing that he's a significantly better guitar player and used to be in this band, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And then afterwards, he's gonna have to walk off stage, yeah. And he's gonna watch Don Dawkins and George Lynch play an acoustic set together of Dawkins songs, and you know it's gonna be Dawkins songs. It's gonna be Dawkins songs. Yeah. Anyway, I've gotten sidetracked. That's Anthrax, John Bush. Yeah, I think I'm done. I just I don't like Dude, John Bush. I I love that song. I love the singles. Like yeah, Only's a rad song. I want to say High Pro Glow was a single, and that song Black Lodge that's on there is yeah. so fucking good. And then years later, a way crappier band totally ripped it off. Uh, it was a band called Stained. Oh, they what? completely ripped off. Uh, Black Lodge, and I, I can, I mean, they're already horrible, but they it's are. just unforgivable in my book. All and, right, yeah, Sound of White Noise. I think it's pretty good. It's long. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, it's like Sodium the nineties. Pentothal is a good song. Fucking, they when they came out with CDs, all these bands are like, oh, we gotta fill the eighty minutes or or try. We gotta, we gotta write and record 15 songs i want to say the like metallica's load was the first album to fully to fill, fill the, the 80 yeah 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 and a lot of it is just you don't that riff doesn't need to go 16 times nope that's why they made 27 songs for that album <laughs> god and then they and then they did reload which is, it's just as riffy as load yeah and there's don't riffs, get me wrong there's riffs all day on those I just can't stand. Like some the, of them are the, good, dude. When I it enjoy. Sleeps is a great song. That's an all right song. I think it's so different. You know what song that I really enjoyed from the day like it got released and like tell is like hero hero of the day. Not bad. I I don't know what it is about it. I just really enjoy that song. I it's, I, it's I don't weird. hate it. I I've re-listened to both of those albums. I probably like, ten should. years ago, and there's riffs all 
fucking day. Is fuel any better? Because I never remember that I song. I want to say that's on reload. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that. Much or it might have been, been just a single. <laughs> so bad. No, it's on one of those albums. It's, I think it's on the second one then. There's, it's I, it's it's fine. Like James Hetfield starts doing the yeah yeah, yeah more often. Yeah yeah. Well yeah, because they were doing the hard rock thing. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Love it. Love it. Anyway. I don't love it. Oh I man. I don't care. It's not my bitch. Not my problem. Um. So <laughs> anyway, so Robbie knows how I feel about the next one, and I kind of was expecting it. Well, he, and I told you I was going to send it to you. He said, well, Willie, I knew you would. Willie. 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 Anyway, Robbie sent me Cannibal Corpse, The Bleeding, and Cannibal Corpse, Vile, which The Bleeding is Chris Barnes' last album with Cannibal Corpse, and Jorbs, Jorbs, <laughs> George Corpse Grinder Fishers, which is the stupidest name in the world. Uh, no, it's not. It's stupid. What? Corpse Grinder. Well, that's the name of like one of his first bands. Yeah, which is just stupid. So then he just became Corpse Grinder. Dumb. It means they were just so. really uncreative about coming up oh, with Oh, yeah, when he was 15. Name. How creative would you at 15 coming up with Um, I don't know. What? I mean, even now, you're just scrimmy in the what? Scrimmy in the what? Uh, Scrimmy in the what? I don't know. It, it always every changes. Show. Exactly. But it's funny. We were the Velcro toilet seats once and the bingo wing. That would be Doesn't messy. matter. That would be a Velcro toilet seat. That would be so sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. It, it wouldn't could even. Get bad. After a weekend, it wouldn't even Velcro anymore. Anyway, <laughs> so. Uh, Cannibal Corpse of the Bleeding is Cannibal one of, Corpse. I'm going to say that's in my top 10 favorite albums of all time. Not mine. So good. Riffs for days. There's riffs for days. Um, I will argue though, it is one of the first pop death metal. I would albums. say it's the clear, like I remember yeah. when it came out and I opened up the lyric sheet cause I wanted to know how naughty it was going to be. And you could pretty much understand almost everything Chris Barnes is saying in it, which makes it, there's a lot. There's like the maybe it's just because I know the lyrics. It's the opening lines to um, uh, "Stripped, Raped, uh, and Strangled." Yeah, like everybody can understand that. Other than that, it's just typical Chris Barnes. You have no idea what he's saying unless you read along. If you read along, then yeah. On the way here, I listened to "Tomb of the Mutilated." Which you can't understand anything he's saying at all. But then, anyways, so I want to talk about the bleeding or pre pre corpse grinder, cannibal corpse. I think I liked cannibal corpse because they were scary. Well, that's what initially they made, what, what they, draws the people to them. Shit was uncomfortable. <laughs> And then it turned into just like disease and zombie crap, <laughs> evil, metal, cliche, garbage. Are you, are you talking about like lyrically? Yeah. All right. Musically, it's fine. Like, it's it's good. Uh, it's but I can't get past better. This, the, the, the different vocals and the lyrics just kind of like, it's like watching, let's say, Last House on the Left, and then you put on The Walking Dead. Uh, okay. Does that make sense? I guess. Last House on the Left is just this like nasty, uncomfortable, right, awful movie. Yeah. That's just it's scary well, for like the reason that it's like this could happen to you, and these people are fucking psychos, and it's just terrifying. They Uncom- still have a bunch of songs like that. Not like this. Yeah, well, pre pre corpse grinder. Let's say the first album, Eating Back to Life. It's uh-huh. fucking, it's zombie. That's a bunch of zombies. It's and zombie shit. shit. And then you had three albums of Chris Barnes mutilating women. It uh, totally, and it's not okay. But but that's all it was. It, it was it was just him like horrifically murdering women, murdering and doing and terrible then things. Since then, to- you've had like ten albums of everybody getting murdered, everybody by all kinds of different ways. But not as in like an uncomfortable ways. Really? I don't think so. Do, how, well, how much of the lyrics have you read? Just some. 
I'm sorry. It's it's just different to me. Yeah. So like the 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 where we where it was a butcher to birth, tumor mutilated, and the bleeding. Um, it's scary. It's uncomfortable. I look at it. I was thinking about it today. I was like, this is kind of like the point of view of it's like a in, internal conversation with a fucking psychopath. Yeah. It's like living in a in like a basement with like a dirty mattress on the floor. And just like mold everywhere, and he just goes out at night, and he fucking can't. He murders women. Oh yeah, I think you're describing Chris Barnes. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And okay. it's just like it's his internal conversation with himself about all of these awful things, and he can't fucking stop. Okay. You know what I mean? And it's right. it's just like a really gross horror movie. And I tend to be drawn to the horror movies that make me feel uncomfortable because that's what it's supposed to do. Uh-huh. Zombie movies are a dime a fucking dozen and they don't do shit for me except a couple of boo scares every now and well, then. Yeah. Something gross might happen. You're like really hung up on that. I am. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I listen to fucking anal cunt forever because well, it's know. just uncomfortable. All right. You know, it's just yeah. bad. Like, I, I can't get into like... I used to think song titles were funny, and now I don't. But I would go to like the uncomfortable shit with like metal. Yeah. I want to hear like what makes me feel like something that is just like so the first again, couple Deicide albums are just scary. Uh, For a fourteen-year-old that's guess, never heard yeah, anything if, like yeah, that, I guess. I mean, and on acid, it's a whole different fucking story. <laughs> But uh, uh, but again, I think that has to do with uh, production value to a certain point. Well, definitely the Cannibal Corpse records, the first record sounds like it could have been done on a four track. And yeah. then the second two sound the same. You know what I mean? Production wise. Uh, yeah. I mean, they were all done in the same place. They're all done in Morrison. But he gets better. Like, I think he left because yeah. the, the second and third album, I want to say they're like 11 months apart. Or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were already there. Well, the first three records, they were like putting them out like one a year. Yeah. 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 But when the bleeding came out, I, I want, if you were to say pop metal, because it's got hooks. Exactly. It's well, and I say, I say that with air quotes pop. Um, yeah, they have hooks and they have a lot more song structure as far as intro, verse, chorus, verse, the, the chorus. The song, you know, what well, Stripped, Aped, and Strangled is yeah. the song The Bleeding, especially. Yeah. yeah. Those songs have guitar hooks. Yeah. There's hooks throughout the whole record. Yeah. But, like, if you listen to their a lot first of parts, if you listen to their first three albums, um, there's not a lot of, like, songs. It's like a bunch of riffs stitched together. And like, yeah, you'll get a chorus that repeats, but then like that next, what would be the verse? It's like different, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then by the time you got to the bleeding, they had a verse chorus set up, you know? One of my favorite things about those second and third records is that I want to say the hook of all of those is when they break and there's always a bass line. Alex. Not just, in every song, but not in the in albums. Every, those yeah, are yeah, the yeah, memorable yeah. parts. Oh, where yeah, he's, yeah. Like, the band stops and Alex, he's doing something fucking. Listen to, uh, I'm not going to remember the name of the song. It's track eight off of Torture. Okay. A, a, which is one of the newer ones, so yeah, it's yeah. pretty techy and fast. Yeah. But it has one of those bass breaks in it. So good. Alex is Alex Brules. And it, yeah. There's a uh, a prehistoric uh, mega worm named after Alex Webster <laughs> because like the scientist that discovered him a couple of years ago like is a huge Cannibal Corpse fan. Okay, and so he just like and when I say like a giant worm, I mean it was like you know maybe like three feet long, That's pretty big, which is huge. Yeah, That's so anyway, it had like these giant teeth, and so it na- I forget like the scientific name, but it's like something Websterarium, and it's named after Alex Webster. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to a podcast recently, and I want to say this might have been something similar. There's like insects yep. that are getting named after like the dis- like the metal discoverer. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after like Beyonce. Okay. And there's like a beetle named after Beyonce because yeah. it's so well, like, whoever shiny. Whoever discovers this a species gets to name it. 
Correct. You know, so you can name it whatever you want. But there's there's a so, few yeah. things coming that have come out that are named after, after pop like, stars. Pop stars. Yeah. So speaking anyway, of, wait, go ahead. well, speaking of pop stars and the bleeding, and you know, hooks and song structure, do you know what was kind of a driving force in their uh, their writing for that album? Please tell me, Lenny Kravitz. What? Swear to God. Uh, I forget. Not not come fly away. Let's no, try not it. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say that was ninety nine anyway. That, but yeah, but he was around. It was uh, what was the fucking? Um, uh, you're gonna go my way, or Mama said. Or no, whatever. like let there be love. Was that like one of the first ones? I want to say so. Yeah. So it was probably around like that time or whatever. But uh, like uh, a couple of the guys, one of the guitarists, or maybe both of the guitarists, they went to a Kravitz concert, and they were like. They realized, like, it clicked all of a sudden. It was like, dude, he's got song structures of, like, intro, verse, Mm -hmm. chorus, verse, solo. And so then they just went into, like, writing and, yeah, for the bleeding. They were with that in mind. And that's also kind of why I say, quote, unquote, pop death metal album. Because legit. When when Strip Raped and Strangled comes on, I fucking hate saying it. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, It is a fucking death metal yeah, pop song. It is. It is. It and when uh, they play it live, and when you they play it live, everybody sings along. Uh huh. It's yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be awkward when I bring Baby Girl. <laughs> I don't. Do they play it at every show now? Fuck yeah, it's okay. part of the encore usually. Okay, because I figured Hammer Smash would be that's, the encore. That's always the last song. Okay. And usually, Straped, Ripped, and Strangled is like one of the last three songs. Okay. Like, they'll usually say, this is the last one, get it out, and then they'll play that, and oh. then it's like, well, you're going to play Hammer Smash Face. Fuck yeah. yeah. So anyways, anyways, going into Vile. Yes. So, Which is, I as a huge Cannibal Corpse fan, I will say Vile, one of my least favorite albums. I'll agree with you. But continue. <laughs> so I, uh, Chris Barnes left the band, and I want, did it, it didn't come out right away. Right? Didn't it take a minute for Vile to come out, or was it quick? I don't. I don't uh, know. Like two years. I think it was two years. Because they started working on it with Chris Barnes. They had most of the music done and some of the vocals. Some of the vocals. Yeah. So I don't say it was a couple of years. Either way, it was one of those things that I was really like. I had like lots of anticipation. Yeah, this like, is okay. all like before my time. Like I, I wanted to know. Didn't know about Cannibal Corpse. What yet. was next? Yeah, 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 with yeah. this band. And Vile came out, and I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I couldn't. The, the Musically, it was pretty crushing. Going back to, like, Tomb of the Mutilated right away. Okay, yeah. Because it's just like, bah, 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 bah. Like, it's right out it's of the game. It's unrelenting. Yeah, yeah, right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I missed immediately Chris Barnes' guttural shit and his fucking high screams. That's a big part because I think Chris Barnes sounds scary. Yeah. Well, he used to. Uh, yeah. Now he, now he, sounds he just sad. sounds sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hadn't heard a, a ton of bands. Like, it, it was a handful. I think I had a, like, the standards were within me at the time, like okay. Suffocation, yeah, 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 yeah. Napalm, and Deicide, and. So, yeah. obituary obituary and grave and yeah cancer and blah 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 so i felt it was cool but then like i couldn't get behind corpse grinder yeah and he's good oh yeah he's really good yeah, yeah, for yeah. what he does and but it lost me that's fair. And then, like, as they go along, like, it is murder, 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 death, death, death. Yeah. Disease, disease. It's uh, not as zombie. much zombie as you. There is a, the They do sing about the zombies, but not it's as much as like you. It's more of, like, end of the world shit, in my opinion. Everybody's yeah. dying for some other reason yeah. than getting slaughtered. Yeah, sometimes. And I liked, I liked the internal conversation shit. Of Chris Barnes because again it just kind of like it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it it reminds me of a fucking nasty horror movie, and this is like watching The Walking Dead to me. Okay, it's got bits and pieces of gore in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's an underlying theme 
yeah. of death and destruction and everybody's gonna fucking die and but end. it's super fictional it's fictional yeah, yeah yeah and i think that's what i super appreciate about it i appreciate the art of it and yeah. I, I just don't think for the time period i thought chris barnes was better and then yeah. it's just not now yeah sorry chris I yeah know, i know that you're gonna hear this and you're gonna <laughs> blow up my fucking insta calling me a fucking idiot know-it-all fucking you don't you don't know what you're talking about you don't know what it's like um yeah no, that's fair you don't get to make fifteen hundred dollars to make a car commercial what do you know anyway so and i listened to like the majority of it twice yeah it was fine yeah no, it's it's an okay record. And I, I put, like, the uh, This Is Cannibal Corpse thing on Spotify because it just plays, like, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's good. Like, there's a lot of shit that's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. pretty badass. Yeah. I just, it's not the same. It, it, the, the, the pre, <sighs> it's good. Yeah. I won't buy any of it. I'm yeah. not going to spend any money on it. I'm a fucking... Cannibal Corpse purist. I don't like the new logo. <laughs> I can't handle it. I think it's corny. I think it represents the oh. the the tamed down version of the pin. I don't like his fucking dorky hokey banter on stage. Uh, well, not that Chris Barnes right. was much like, better, but it was right. like the time period. It was okay to be a dorky metal guy because the, nothing had been really like refined i guess for that shit because it it couldn't take it seriously and now you really can't take it seriously oh some people still do it's really weird i don't know uh yeah i don't know dude i don't know that that's my opinion on vile it's it's relentless is exactly what it is yeah i missed that shit that chris barnes does that fucking evil like strangling a pig noise yeah. No. It's fine. Right on. Yeah. So that's what I got for some cannibal corpsing. All right. And uh, I Fair did enough. not. I did not research my my Chris Barnes fact of the week uh, this week, and I forgot my phone. So I you forgot your phone and your wallet and my wallet, and I drove here without my license. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised you got here with no GPS. Oh, my phone's in my car. Oh. I just didn't bring it in because oh. I was going to Wikipedia Chris Barnes. But oh. I will try to be better about it next time. Sorry, Chris. Again, Who, I'm just letting you down. Nobody cares. Chris cares. Chris is never going to listen to this. Yes, he is. And it, he's, he's been our long, he's like our only listener. These aren't even out yet. <laughs> I send them to him. That's absurd. <laughs> that's, like, that's like stalker shit. I mean, yeah, because right. I'm giving it back to Chris Barnes. Oh. <laughs> I just want him to know that take, I get high. You're and You're taking could, the, the uh, stalking back and, and empowering yourself. Yes. <laughs> you're going to stalk him yes. for writing lyrics about stalking. I'm going to cut out his vagina and eat it. Well, he didn't say that. That was a serial killer. I want, was, who, it Jeff, I, was it Jeffrey Dahmer? No, it wasn't. I forget the dude's name, but... Uh, yeah, like all those clips, it's all from one guy. And he actually, I don't know. Like he just, because uh, Chris Barnes just put, like he just had like an audio and didn't ask permission from anybody. He just put it Why on the you? record. I never do. Yeah, but you also aren't being distributed by Metal Blade. Whatever. I just, like, <laughs> I put my samples in the middle of songs because I don't expect anybody to make it that far. <laughs> <laughs> or at least anybody important. That's no, you have like you it. have uh, uh, intros. It's got clear samples. Some of them. Like some the of them last. are just voice recordings on my phone of people saying dumb shit. Well, what's the one where, um, like the last single that you did with? Um, that is from like, a documentary. Yeah, like things don't go running good around here because if they don't, I kick, kick ass. ass. That's a, a woman named uh, Liz Buckingham. Okay. Who is a a trans woman? Is it, isn't that the from guitarist his, from? Uh, no, that's Lindsey Buckingham. Oh. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, Fleetwood no, Mac. Not the same. 
not the same person at all. I'm sorry. But Liz Buckingham was a woman in the 60s and 70s who was an unintentional con artist. She was literally just trying to like make something for her life and was like this weird inventor, but like talked people into giving her money to start these projects and then the projects would fail and she would just beat feet because she didn't know what to do. And eventually and she ended up in like a men's prison and it was like all fucked up and huh. she died. But she well, had this dies. badass attitude about everything. Okay. She was like, well, they, they took the chance. They knew they were taking a chance. Oh, yeah. She invented a three-wheel car. Okay. And I that, and like a bunch of weird other shit that she started and kept moving away. and But nothing took off. Nothing really took off. And she ended up in prison. For taking money. For taking money. And, and hightailing it. And then leaving when it... Yeah, when yeah. shit goes belly up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah anyway, you're not Liz Buckingham, she had some interesting things to say. But anyway. Anyway, I will ask you have you listened to the new Carcass record? Came out like a I month have, ago. I did not know that it even existed. Dude, it came out a month ago, and I forgot to ask you last time. Okay. It is so fucking good. It's so good? Dude, I listen to it like. I'll listen to it on the way home. Every day. Okay. It's called Torn Arteries. Okay. It, awesome. It is so good. Okay, is it going like back a little like grindier or is no. it still like weird melodic death metal? It is just straight up death and roll. Like, okay. Just death and roll. Uh and they have this one song, um uh, 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 damn it. It's like it? nine and a half minutes long. Okay. Which is epic for carcass. Okay. But uh and it's really good. Um yeah, no, the whole song, the whole album. All right, I'm gonna put it on. I'll Check it on. out. Oh, one of my favorite song titles, Eleanor Rigor Mortis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty thrashy. I mean, they're just down to like a three piece on the album again. So, what? yeah. Oh well, they've had fill in guitar players for a while. Yeah, they have a set hired dude. Jeff Lamont's been out of the band forever. Yeah, uh, like well, as far as recording. He only did those two albums in the 90s. Really? Yep. Okay. I That's it. Because I know he was playing in uh, Arch Enemy. Yeah. So as far as like recording with Carcass, he did with I didn't even think of that band for like changing singers because they've had three. No, they, they had have. a dude and then they Carcass? had... Carcass? No, Arch Enemy. Oh, Arch Enemy. Yeah, they've okay. Had three singers. Yeah, they've had two... Yeah, two they had a dude chicks. and then two ladies yeah. sang for him. And um, the first lady, she's like still their manager. She's oh okay. She's still involved in the band. Uh, right. I forget her name. It's like Goslin or something. Like I, that. I I can't remember. Anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, she actually like picked out her replacement. In, I, in I remember the but, the uh, lady. That, I'm not a big Arch Enemy fan. It's fine. It sounds like Carcass with like a different singer. Okay. Not really. Really? I don't I, think so. I feel like some of it's See, this like, is the thing. It's like, like at the gates. The, yeah, that's more accurate. That's more accurate. A little bit. Like it, later at the gates. Sure. And I feel like at not, the gates and not Carcass, like, like mm, same time period. They were the two bands that I feel like started that melodic death metal shit. Like when okay, Heartwork came out. Except for like Heartwork came out like two or three years before at the gates, I think. But they weren't in the same place, were they? Like, I don't know. They were the two bands that I view as like the pioneers of that shit. And then it spawned like Killswitch and all those other bands. Yeah. But anyway, so the thing I was getting to is I think Jeff Amat, in my opinion, which is worthless, really. I think he gets a little too much credit as far as like the carcass thing goes. Like Well, it's definitely Bill Steer. Like Jeff Amont came in for album three and album four, and that was it. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, I just, yeah, it was, well, actually, the early stuff, it was uh, the drummer. Um, uh, so I can't remember his name, and that sucks. He wrote, like, so many of those fucking riffs on the first two and a half records. Okay. It's, like, all, he just, like, wrote these shitty riffs on, uh, like, a one string acoustic guitar. 
and then like would record them on like a boom boom box and then bill steer would fucking transcribe it and then turning into a fucking amazing song and then jeff walker would write like medical medical gore lyrics to it (laughs) yeah 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 and like oh those for the first mm, i would say their second album uh rika is that rika Rika beautification yeah that one is fucking amazing uh and then yeah they start to sound like carcass well here's the thing if they had again going back to production in 87 or 88 if they had a fucking sound engineer who knew how to record them their debut would have sounded audio or or production wise would have sounded similar to uh necroticism or heartwork but they just didn't have the money and people didn't know how to record that shit yet you know what i mean mean, were they even that good yet uh as far as writing possibly no but when i'm talking about production value i'm talking about how like when you're listenable like when you listen yeah when you listen to necroticism or heartwork and you hear like the wall of guitars it's because bill steer was able to go in and record multiple guitar tracks over and over and over again you know what i mean so like you just it fills out the sound and you just get a better sound if they had the the money and the time and the know-how to do that on reputrification and the their debut then you would have gotten that similar wall of sound with like just super gore grind lyrics fair enough and i would love to hear what that sounds like oh yeah you know what i mean i feel like, like i uh, bet you there's like some remastered version on youtube somewhere maybe but i doubt it um because like when you, when you hear some like if i hear a band cover some of those songs with better production it's like oh my god this this song fucking it's so much better than I thought it was. Oh, okay. I was you know like, where I mean? are you going? With like that? it just sounds so much better than I thought it was. Like I don't know, especially like that first album. It's good, but it can be a tough listen because of the audio quality. Sure. You know what I mean. And I'm a I'm a big fan of the Jeff Walker vocal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he can still do it. Well, and back in the day, though, they used that audio modulator on the first couple records. Okay. Oh, ju- yeah, that's right. Like a weird well, harmonizer thing. singing most of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they would do, like, that weird pitch thing that, yeah. like, it's not necessary. Like, he, I don't think he ever naturally got as low. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why, going back to Chris Barnes, they put that in, like, a couple of those early albums. Like, they put a little thing in the liner notes that says, like, no pitch modulation or you know vocal effect was used on this recording the first two deicide records say that on the inside as well do they yeah which right is so scary yeah so fucking scary when they they stack the low and the high vocals on some of that it just sounds so evil yeah and i'd never heard anything like that and i feel like i heard legion for the first time when i was tripping on acid with some kids and they're like, you got to hear this. And Jesus. I wasn't fucking ready for it. And I bugged the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that happen. <laughs> but yeah. All right. That's cool. So uh, I also forgot my phone again. And I had notes for other album topics. Oh, well, I think it's my turn to pick. Is it your Okay. Yeah, because you did the singer thing. Okay. So go ahead. Tell me what you want. All right, so this is going to seem kind of moot because I originally thought of this like way back, but then scheduling conflicts and blah, 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 blah. But in honor of Iron Maiden releasing their 17th studio album, I'm going to give you two Iron Maiden albums and you're going to give me two Iron Maiden albums. I almost did that this week. Because they have so many, we can just very easily... Listen to, you know what I mean? So, can I pick first? Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. Like, you send me your two, and I then want, I'll send I want to do, I want you to do, I want to listen to it now. Killers and uh, 
and uh, number of the beast. Number of the beast. Oh, you want to do the singer thing? I'm, I wasn't gonna do that, but okay. Oh, what were you thinking? Just two just Iron- pick two fucking major. Oh, albums. I've got favorite Iron Maiden yeah. records for days. You can give me your favorite and your least favorite. Your two favorite. Like I don't give a shit. I think yeah, the just- one my favorite one. Well, my second favorite one, I believe, is one that nobody likes. It's Seventh Son. I like Seventh Son. Love Seventh Son. I mean, I don't love, but I enjoy it. And, I definitely and the first like it. One. Uh, oh, the self-titled. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or Killers, like those first two records are fucking with uh, Paul Paul Dionne. I don't know his last name, but yeah, uh, right on. So different. So like more punk rock. It's uh, yeah. What's really funny too is Steve Harris. I think will forever deny punk as an influence. But it's pa- all there. But Paul like embraced it and like did not shy away from it at all. He's like, fuck yeah. Wasn't even much of a singer. But that's also kind of why he got fired because he he wasn't going to be able to keep up with the way Steve Harris was writing. Sure. Yeah. But we got two of them, and that's fine. What do you mean? Two albums. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and they're great albums. And it, without those albums, there would not be a lot of music I listen to now. You know what I mean? Like Those two albums inspired so many other bands. Which then inspired other, you know what I mean? I, I listened to Killers a lot in my car, like twenty years ago. Is I had a when it, when it was twenty years old. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, somebody like left a mixtape or like a recorded tape in oh, my okay. car, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. one of them was like Killers. Okay. And I just flipped the tape all the time, and it nice. was fucking great. All right. Well, all right. So. So we'll do two Iron Maiden records. Yeah, we'll time. send each other two records. Two, two gonna, each. Okay, fine. Yeah, two each. Because that's, cool. that's what we usually did. We, it used to be like two bands. It, yeah, it no, normally no, no, is two no, bands. It's t- totally fine. But I, I was I was like, I just really want to go listen to those two albums I suggested, right? I'm like, I will review the albums that I pick. <laughs> but that's not how this goes. Oh, look at this. I got a a vintage KK Downing pin. I got it in an antique shop the other day. Oh, that's day. cool. Isn't that fucking rad? It is rad. What was that, like a couple bucks? Five bucks. Nice. Yeah like it it's falling apart already cool <laughs> it it's old it was probably falling apart when you bought it probably all right uh this is a doozy we're over an hour what already oh it's an hour seven man no shit i know okay well so that's that i guess we're not gonna talk about chris barnes this week i think we talked enough about chris barnes no but i i don't what up chris <laughs> um so iron maiden Next time. Yeah, we're going to have four albums to talk about, all Iron Maiden. Cool. It's going to be great. All right. I'm going to go back to Manchester and get my wallet. And then you go to lunch? Then I'm going to lunch. Where are you going for lunch? Concord. Not sure where I'm going yet. You just don't want me I'm to show waiting. up. I'm That's waiting. fine. What? Do you, I mean, I'm going to go hang meeting? out with someone. that you meeting? An old friend that I haven't seen in Do like I know them? fucking 12 years. No. Oh. No. Oh really? Yeah, that that'd be really awkward if I was there. <laughs> this is Robbie. Say hi, Robbie. I haven't seen you in twelve years. I brought a friend. They're they're <laughs> crashing. So cool. All right. Well, that was fun. Until and, next time. Yeah, this was probably the most like cohesive episode that we've had. <laughs> it doesn't get completely scatterbrained. We didn't talk about our lives this time. Okay. That's okay though. I'll see you in next week. Hopefully. And I'll see you. I'm going to see you tomorrow. If you say so. Whatever, dude. I forgot what day of week it was until Don't like mind. it was like. I thought you were o'clock. mad at me. I, was like, I haven't heard from you. No, you know, dude. I, I, got out, I got out of work I, and I fucking went straight home. Last and I, I heard from you were like, yeah, we'll get together Monday or Tuesday. I was like, all right. And then it's like Tuesday night that? I'm at work. I'm like, I don't fucking remember. You're like, yeah, I run a bunch of errands on Monday. I'll just put that on my to do list. I feel like this past like, hey, Monday I had a lot going hey, on. What's going on? But I won't. I won't. You forget about me. My, my days off are going to change also soon. You say that all the time. That's fine. I'm just Again, trying it's, to make, it's retail. I'm I trying understand. to make my life work around everybody else. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. Until have next a good time. one. Bye. Bye. <laughs>